welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I am Zachary Patton Garcia. I am Michael Ham, And I'm Nick G. And we're here to talk Angel Season 2, Over the Rainbow. We're back with Angel Season 2. Here we are. It's been like three years. <laughs> That's fine. It is still not as long as Buffy Season 6 coverage. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this whole time we've been stuck in Pylea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. Time. Just got back. Fred is next to me. She's shaking a little bit, but we're here. We're happy to record. Yes. I, you know, I was looking forward to getting back to Angel just because, like, I like our little unit that we got. I mean, it's like 14 of us, so it's not a little unit, but I'm like, ooh, this is comfortable. This is like less pressure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I just was like looking forward to finishing because Zach's husband requested that he come on for the, the like final arc of season two. He loves so, these ones. Yes. He loves them. Um, hi, Alistair. I hope you're doing well. Um, <laughs> oh, Alistair, I wish you could have taken my place. Oh, <laughs> oh, how I wish you were here instead of me. He'd have all the great things to say about it. I don't know if uh, me so much, but I'm here. So, okay. I guess that is, um, here we are at the question of me asking <laughs> what do we feel about this episode? <laughs> this is what do we feel about this episode, Zach? <laughs> I, I don't hate it. Um, okay. It just feels like it feels like we're kind of circling these. Like it feels like the last episode had these same themes and same sort of like character dramas yeah. and, and all of that. And it just so it just feels a little reused. And then I don't know if it's that I've seen this episode three times this year or <laughs> Three times a year. I'm telling you, my fucking husband loves it, and he's been preparing me. Um, (laughs) Or if I just don't like it, but I feel a little bland about it, a little dull about it. Um, Okay. I do like the next one a lot more. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Hammy? Yeah, I don't don't like it at all. I don't know. Ian, you've probably (laughs) heard me say this before. I don't like things with horses in it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, I don't. That's vaguely familiar. <laughs> That's the most specific critique I've heard on this entire podcast. Sammy's critique, too many horses. <laughs> too many horses. No, just that that horse genre where they're like medieval or Game of Thrones or like yeah. whatever. Whenever there's a horse in something, I just know I'm not going to like it. So it just wasn't the, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I love you so much. Fight all of you. Um, so the episode before, yeah, I agree. It, it had some of the similar themes, but I think was just a better episode. And then once we got into fucking horse town, I was kind of, kind of over it. But the dungeons and dragons of it all, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's too much for me. I, I don't hate it either though, to be fair. I, there's a lot of lore and there's a lot of Cordelia, so it's, it's hard to dislike. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Nick? Uh, well, as a former horse girl, I <laughs> love this episode. It starts. <laughs> I'm ready to throw these riding gloves off and take you to task. <laughs> Before we started this episode, she was pushing her glasses down. Now they are firmly back mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I agree, right? This is this episode is a lot of setup to get to a much better place. But mm-hmm. it gave me all of the little treats that I love about Angel that I think it like it does genre really well, even when it steps outside mm-hmm. of uh, L.A. noir genre. Yeah. Um, and there you get all these little beats that reaffirm who the characters are. Um, like we get a lot of Lauren being yeah. Lauren and a lot of Cordy being Cordy. So I I was excited. OK, that's fair. Um, I I think. 
I'm kind of uh, with you, Hammy. <sighs> on this arc in general, I don't love it. Like, it's like, I love the beat we end on, but then I'm like, mm, all right. That was mm-hmm. like, it almost feels like a lot of like boring for a very good one punchline and then it keeps going. Mm. But I am curious. So like, I haven't watched ahead because, you know, I do know what happens, but I haven't really watched ahead. I'm wondering if it will work for me more as we like go into it because yeah, in general, this arc. So I actually do understand what you mean, Hammy about like horses, because I, <laughs> wow. I, 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 sentence wow. Anyway. It actually sounds weirder coming from a different person. We can say something other than horses in this. Well, <laughs> so wait, that's what I'm going to get to. So I know what you mean about the horses thing. I don't, I think it's like, for me, high fantasy is the like term you're looking for. And high fantasy. No, Cause is I like, don't like cowboy shit either. Oh, oh, see, you're lo- you're losing me too. It's it's, mm. it's the horse. <laughs> that, it's just horses, man. Like, get a life. I mean, you you clearly have feelings about horses. Do you have feelings about cows? Huh? <laughs> I would love to have seen a cow, <laughs> and not okay. just what they call a cow. So, for me, I have trouble with high fantasy. Like, I remember an ex and I once got an argument because he was like, "Well, Buffy's high fantasy." I was like, "No, no, absolutely." Like, not. Not mm-hmm. at all. And he was like, well, they have demons. They had, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fantasy, but not fantasy, fantasy. I feel like it's very contemporary, very like. You don't hear so like would, Renaissance music playing right. in the background. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing to me, and this hands up, put me in, put me in gay nerd jail. It feels like Hercules and Xena to me, which was fine yeah, in 1995. But, like, it feels like it also has, like, the same budget and same exact everything as Hercules and Xena from, like, seven years prior. Um, And I think that's what, like, really, like, it feels like they're like, we have three horses. We have this weird backstage lot where it kind of looks like old timey or it could be cowboy. Let's use that set. I heard this set was supposed to be Tijuana. It was like a Tijuana set from, like, some production of something. That they just kind of had lying around. I was curious about that. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I remember like the one time I went to Paramount Studios, um, I had a friend who was like a featured background, featured extra on Community. So I was like, when I, the first time I visited LA, he brought me on set and it was very cool. But it was like so weird seeing like, they're like, oh, this is what we call Murder Alley because every TV show uses this as the alley where someone gets murdered. Um, you know, like shit like that. It was, it was, yeah, it was a set for a, in quotations, Tijuana Town, but they also used this for the Boxer Rebellion scenes of Darla. Oh. So, interesting. That makes sense. I yes. can see that. This um, also, I mean, speaking of reuse sets, uh, when they, I mean, we'll get to it in a minute, but like when they show up in Pylea for the first time, uh, I'm pretty sure... It's this one park in LA where I think they even filmed an episode of Next Gen where Picard is on the holodeck and it's like, <laughs> he just wants a day off. So he goes to the park. It feels like that park. Probably <laughs> is. So you could be right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the Hercules Xena of it all. Like I loved Xena as a kid, but it just feels like very, like this feels like dated even for the time that it took place. I don't know. Like that makes sense what you just said, Zach, that it's like a 
they a set that was used to like be a fake Tijuana. Like, oh, they just had this set, and they're like, throw some like potato sacks on it, and they're. I mean, they they stick them in front of Paramount Studios at one point, so like they're just using whatever's around at this at this moment. They've used their budget this season. Yes. Also, yes. Also, I do think about that a lot because I remember Charisma Carpenter saying they went over budget nearly every episode, and like that was a reason they thought they would be canceled in the first season because they kept going over budget. and it's weirder than something like this. My, I don't know. I, I it probably costs them right more money every time they filmed. Not unlike the three sets that they have. They they tried. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to say though, there there there's an part of the reason why I loved the, the last three episodes, and I think it's fair in my mind they're all one episode. I know they're separate episodes, yeah. but like it is an a mini arc within a larger season. So. There are just it's all one big episode to me. But part of the reason I, I love it is because it's Angel's take on storytelling, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, we get this episode and then the next two, and they're all like, okay, what if Angel was in a storybook? Maybe not high fantasy, but it feels very charmed like that. Yeah, you can see, oh, yeah. you see what they get to do with it, which is kind of a welcome break from the typical brooding we have to save the world from ending it's just sort of like okay here's a delightful <laughs> little romp you guys i prefer brooding angel than giggling because he can go out into the sunshine angel that just made me cringe they really zach, yeah, awkward. i literally put in my notes i love when they let him just like have fun and i bet zach appreciates this because he's not angsty no it's like mm, no. i feel like zach zach's my big complaint which is understandable with angel has been he's too like mopey and angsty and i was like oh zach will like this because he's not i just complain about angel period it's just it's just (laughs) my angel boreana i get it he doesn't do it for me angel has like a cockiness that is so attractive but the like mopiness is unattractive but then seeing him be like giddy is like uh, the way the kids say it it gives me the ick (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i guess i understand that um you know, it's funny. I just was talking with someone <clears throat> the other day about how, like, they were like, well, do you rag on Spike a lot? Is that why Spuffy people get mad at you? And I was like, we make fun of Angel every week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there is not a week that goes by of our Angel covers that we're not making fun of. We make Angel fun of all of Buffy's boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so this episode is... It's weird how I agree with you, Nick, that they all feel like one episode, but I always forget that the episode before this one is also connected because it's kind of like in my memory, I forget. I like think, oh, they get transported to that dimension. They find they like save Fred. I forget that they were already looking for Fred. Like, I always forget that part of it. Like, Cordy had a vision about her and that was like the first episode where like they mentioned Fred is she's not a character in it. They're just looking for her. It is a nice little like intro arc for fred but yeah so the previous episode you know they had lauren's cousin they were looking for fred they do a lot of shit and then they open the portal to send him back to pilea and cordy gets sucked in looking fabulous might i add i want to say the highest the highest compliment this episode will get from me is the is the 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 jumpsuit that she's wearing that is ex- like looks exactly the same as the jumpsuit that JLo wears on the cover of her album JLo. Um, <laughs> You're right. Very 2001. I had the same thing in my notes. I'm obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with this. <laughs> she, do you know? So, fun fact: Harmony wears it's the exact same jumpsuit in Full for Love. 
like there's a jumpsuit she wears and it's this one. Okay, like, cool. It didn't make an impact like that. It doesn't make an impact <laughs> like this. The haircut does it for me. The jumpsuit does it for me. She should have been a cow, sure, but a fabulous cow wearing this jumpsuit the entire time. <laughs> I I do think people rag on Cordy's hairstyles, but I do think this look like of course her beautiful long hair is like gorgeous and it's like a lion's mane, but I think this one does look good too. Right, oh, the tricolored mm-hmm. bob. I'm yeah. all about it. Especially after last episode, it was so bad. In the last episode, where it was <laughs> curl, it was. I I watched both of those episodes in a row, so I have them kind of confused in my head. But I I couldn't believe how gross her hair was, and I was like, "Is this how she wears her hair for the rest of the season?" But it's fixed. It's fine. It's fixed. It's fine She's got now. it straight, and it's a little disheveled. We love a disheveled yeah. hairstyle, mm. and perfect. I honestly don't understand why Cordelia didn't have like a blunt cut bob from Buffy season one, episode one. Like she gives uh, like just bob energy. <laughs> she does. She does. You're right. It's like, it's a little bit like Gail and Sydney from Scream 2 as well. Ooh. Like mm-hmm. the way the colors are there. She wants to talk to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Puerto Rican in me loves the hoops. I think they look great. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, she's transported to this dimension where she looks fucking fantastic. Um, and I do, I like Cordelia's like inner monologue. I like her like panicking, but kind of like talking out loud. And when she clicks her heels and she's like, well, worth a shot. And when she screams for help and then she also is like, oh, good job. Yes, yeah, scream for help. Like she covers her mouth. I like, I don't know. I like seeing, we haven't like, gotten a lot of cordelia on her own. there's a lot so of good cordelia comedy in this yeah yeah there's like a i feel like you know we say this about simon shigella a lot too talking about buffy but like forget about how like we sometimes forget that like cordelia is great but also charisma carpenter has very good comic timing mm-hmm. i think that was part of the reviews for this episode is what i'm looking at is that charisma carpenter got praised for demonstrating true strength as a comedic actress Oh, good. I'm glad. That makes mm-hmm. me happy. It was interesting to listen to her talk to herself alone after Slayers, after doing the the episodes of Slayers <laughs> of Buffyverse. And I was just thinking, like, why couldn't it, why couldn't the exposition have been like this? Right? <laughs> it's so funny. It seems so natural that she's talking to herself. Why is there a Mr. Pickles? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pickles because, is like, not here. No Mr. Pickles, no horses. We're, we're safe, it, okay? It, 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 <laughs> This is a oh, safe animals. space. <laughs> I will not stand for this horse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, I just it was it was really well done, and I think it, she's so good at talking to herself. And normally, when people talk to themselves, I think this is just for exposition's sake. But her character does it so well. I genuinely yes. think she would stand there and talk to herself out loud. Yes, I. That's Hammy. I love you so much. That's what I was going to say. I literally have like, it works because it's funny, but also makes sense that she would talk like this to herself, right? Like it just 100%. does. Like I, I buy it. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes when a character does it, it's like, mm, why are they doing this? But you don't feel that way with her. Mm-mm. So also the like hound thing looks almost exactly like the hellhounds from prom. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally, okay. So my notes on this one say hellhounds, but with a paint job because <laughs> it's the same. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it were, if it was like, it's probably the same guy in the same suit. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Just like you're given a little bit of a haircut, dyed a little yeah. bit of, of the hair on it. A little paint job. <laughs> exactly. Like you said. And I do like that. 
and I think I said this in the prior episode, but I feel like at the end of this season, a thing that I will compliment it on, I think they do a really good job of kind of showing us that Angel's realizing how much he cares about Cordelia. Like, I feel like since he came back post-Epiphany, we've seen him really be, like, attentive to her. And part of that is because he knows that, like, as any of you know that are friends with me, the three of you in this room, uh, that, like, he knows that she can be pissed. And so, like, I also know that I am a friend like that. So, like, half of it is like, oh, this is my friend I care about. But I do think the other half is, like, him falling in love with her. And I was curious, like, the way he's panicking in Caritas... I mean, also, it's like, well, she is his friend and she got sucked into a dimension, but I almost feel like it's like a little bit more than that. And I was curious what y'all thought. Mm. I mean, I feel like they go there later in the series when they have, there's a little bit of like a will they won't they moment between them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm absolutely fine with it always remaining. They won't. They're just not going to. <laughs> but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, right. Although in, t- in like true angel fashion, when he has a feeling, it, it comes out as anger, not yeah worry there's a lot of yelling oh man (laughs) (laughs) um hemi what do you think uh yeah i i definitely got that energy especially watching the last episode in this one together like everyone wants to go save cordelia but everyone seems a lot more calm and level-headed about trying to do it everyone's like okay we got to figure out where the portals are how to open the portals what we got to do And he's just like throwing things and being like, I don't care what we have to do. We're just doing it. Like we're doing it now. I'm going to try everything. I don't care. I don't have time. And it's the kind of like anger that you can tell comes from love because he just feels like it just feels like his head is clouded and he just would do anything, Uh, which isn't the right thing to do. But I think that's part of that kind of feeling. Zach, what do you think? I mean, I just I know that they're not going to end up together, so it kind of just sours it for me. Just having that that information already in my brain. So, Zach, I often think about like whatever recording it was when you found out they don't actually get together. You were like, "What the fuck?" And you know what? But now, like now, towards the end of season two, I'm I'm so annoyed with him that I'm just like, find somebody your own age, go go <laughs> go look for somebody else. <laughs> So Darla, I'm just waiting for Angel to leave the Angel TV series, I guess. (laughs) Zach's like, when's it become Cordelia show? Because that's that's why isn't Darla here? Is this so I guess they they did play out her storyline, right? But I figured they would use her in like the the finale episode. So, okay, wait. So I I don't know. I don't know, Nick, if you know, I feel like Nick, you always you you usually know the fun facts. So (laughs) it wasn't drama, but she was filming Dexter and the oh. guy that played Christian Kane was filming something else. And they both, so is it David Greenwald that would have been the showrunner? Like second in command to He Who Shall Not Be Named? I think it's David Greenwald. Um, Ian Martin showed me this. And so did Joe Hill, who does a lot of the custom figures faces for the images. Um, that like, he said that he didn't remember, but like it might've been both. They wanted to do a silly Wizard of Oz thing. And also they like, they needed to take Angel and crew out of like the battle of possibly helping Buffy for the gift. And Julie Benz and Christian Kane were unavailable. So it was kind of like oh, all of those things. This episode is immediately forgiven if they're taking <laughs> the point was to take them out of that that gift battle, because that makes a lot of sense. Because why wouldn't they be there? Right. Yeah. Like they all would have gone to help her mm-hmm. fight a fucking hell god. Yeah, it was like a combination of all those things. Um, and he said in the writers' room, they're like, "Well, let's bring, let's put them in Oz. How do we do that?" 
which I don't understand because like, I don't know. It looks again, like Hercules Xena, not like the wizard of Oz, but sure. I mean, it's the, they're going for the vibe, you know, the, yeah. the theme. Oh, <laughs> you didn't yeah. see them click the heels. They clicked the heels. Uh, well, no, but uh, Cordy does, right? The first thing yeah, she, yeah, does yeah, yeah, she yeah. gets there. Yep. The episode is called over the rainbow. I, yes. Uh-huh. I was about to say, and also, I mean, the episode's over the rainbow and then there's no place like. Yeah. But the next <laughs> one is through the looking glass. What is that then? That's not part of Oz. That's an Alice in Wonderland. So they're just like books. They're just like these are. This is our fairy <laughs> yeah, tale. Know, but book. if you're having a trilogy, why start with Over the Rainbow, going to Through the Looking That's Glass, true. and then there's no place like blah blah blah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say? Uh, I know we're, uh, my favorite thing about these episodes, and maybe I, this is why I'm overestimating how good they are. Is every time somebody has to speak Pylian, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Simlish. It sounds like the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sound like this. It's just a, like plutskrub. <laughs> it's like a little bit of Swedish chef. It's just that's the, like that's like the sly amount of like slapstick you get from Angel now and then. It's like okay, here's something silly. They're going to be angry about it, but we're going to make them read this spell yes. with no vowels. I, I will say that I also appreciate that Nick every once in a while when they're like, "Let's go real fucking goofy." Yeah. <laughs> um this is you know we kick off our arc of angel wants to get to cordy cordy is in the pilea i guess like this is a critique i had of the kree in the marvel universe as well is like it feels like i don't know and i mean i guess like i used to think about this with star trek when i was a kid i was like why does every klingon speak the same language because they're from a planet not like a continent and like wouldn't they all have different versions of klingon they speak no one in Pylea looks the same. It looks like a bunch of just extra shit they had laying around. They're like, throw it on actors, and that'll be what they look like. Like, some of them are green, some of them are red, some of them are, like, beige. And then, like, they also speak English. They have a production time, Ian, okay? I was gonna say, Ian, we have a fucking show to make, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just always think about that. Ian wants, like, a fully developed language. <laughs> So post credits, we get, um, I do, I did, I had a moment of like, oh, when like, why he needs to immediately open the portal and Angel says, it's Cordy and like ruffles his brow. I was like, oh, you big dumb idiot. No, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They try to redo the spell. It doesn't open. And Wesley says hole jumping like five times. (laughs) It felt like he was doing a bit because he kept being like, well, we can't hole jump until we can jump into different holes and we don't know where we'll be if we hole jump. And I was like, oh, my God. Fuck Only this. Ian would clock that. <laughs> no one else clocked that? That's not even in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Ian was like, did someone say hole? I know for a fact that while Ian's watching these, he's not looking at the TV. So you literally had to have perked your head up, turned your head towards the TV <laughs> at the mention of hole. I want you to know I had this in front of me while I was eating my microwave. While I was teaching dinner. my class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asks of the class. Did, so, did anybody else hear whole? Whole? Did hear that? <laughs> Today I did say shit in front of my class. I was like, oh God. <laughs> what a rebel. School teacher points. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get a, Lauren tells them they don't want to jump into his world looking human. Um, and we cut to Cordy being chased. I do like that the hellhound is kind of like actually a dog and just like jumps on her. Like it's a dog that's kind of playing, like jumps on her and starts licking her. 
In the same way that I also have the weird hang up that like, why does everyone speak perfectly uh, unaccented American English? That's weird. Uh, I also have a thing about people in animal costumes, but they still look like people in animal costumes. Yeah, like, a little creepy. The jumping up and down as a dog. I think it just reminds me of my childhood and watching way too many episodes of Elf. Oh, okay. seeing like Elf scurry across the floor that I just have this like deep aversion to normal sized human in a weird puppet costume. I was going to compare it to in the Muppets, whenever you would see one of them <sighs> running from afar and it was like clearly a human being in a weird costume. And I hated it because yeah, they were like say, bigger. That bothers you, right? Like it, it is, it is, this is probably a window into my soul. It just it deeply upsets me uh, when I see puppet feet. That's all. And, and same thing for uh, like uh, dudes in animal costumes. That's it. We're getting into a lot of childhood trauma today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thread there that I won't pull. <laughs> Uh, no horses, no human-sized animals. Uh, what you got, Zach? No holes. <laughs> no, no holes. holes. No holes. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving Man, on. Segway. <laughs> Someone move us on. <laughs> Segway into the uh, the person like lassoes <laughs> lassoes Cordelia, and it's just a close-up shot of her cleavage and that's it that's the whole shot i was just watching and i was like like gr- like grasped my pearls and was like did they they can't do that that's dem-. and i was like well they look great the girls look great so why not i mean sure. you know i do i do appreciate that sometimes with her i feel like sometimes she's like wait i look fucking great and like i would feel that way too if i looked like her i'd be like oh absolutely. yeah do a close up on my cleavage because it looks fucking fantastic <laughs> Mm-hmm. But then it's ruined by the weird jump right. cut of the special effect that the lasso's like. Oh, Zoop. it's so bad. <laughs> it might as well have that cartoon effect sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I do like when she's like, who you're calling a cow? And then, like, you know, he gets a strap on her, and then he says she's a mouthy cow and puts the gag in her mouth. I really, and I know this is just whatever, but I like hate seeing the way they like hog tie her and put her up on like a pig roast thing. I'm like, mm, I hate this. Oh, I thought you would like that. Know, seems fun. <laughs> I'm yeah. into it. Listen, I didn't say for me. I said for her, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that's why this show is not on video. Cause that's usually how Ian records this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> that's how I'm hanging right now next to my mic. Just being spit roasted. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, it's been 84 years. Um, <laughs> so then we cut back to LA. Angel is making Lauren tell them about his dimension. I do like, I forgot we got a little bit of Lauren's backstory that like he kind of was transported the way his cousin was, like not on purpose. He just kind of like was walking in the woods and there was a portal. And I do like him talking about music, how like he could hear music, but didn't know what it was. Yes, this is his queer coming of age, and I love it. Yes, it's it's oh, this yes. is his escape out of his little small ass town, his small yes. ass conservative town. <laughs> Unlike me and you, Zach. <laughs> um, Nick, I was curious because I thought you might have mm. thoughts on that. Um, I love this metaphor. It is they could not hit me over the head with this metaphor enough. Um, <laughs> That Lorne was just a a baby gay and he needed out. And 
you know, his coming of age is with musicals, except for Cats, not Cats. <laughs> what song do you think he heard? Would like just just make it canon? Uh, it's memories, obviously. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I fully believe that he would he would he sings that at the bar when no one else is there. Hmm. I can see that. Isn't that what Harmony sings? Yes. <laughs> no. I forget what she sings when she's at Caritas. Anyway, but yes, I love I Nick, I was curious what you would think because I do actually like I'm never one who like loves a like, oh, it's a metaphor, but like this is good, right? Like this works. Yeah, I mean, I think they make it so obvious that yeah. the, like when I when I don't like metaphor is when it's taking the approach of like, let's talk about it without really ever talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like queer baiting, right? That this yeah. is not queer baiting. Um, yeah. And it's because I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there is if you'll allow me to like philosophically ponder. Yes. Um, I love I love when you flex that big brain of yours, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think that in the same way that we look at history and we say, like, okay, well, these two figures in history were probably definitely gay for each other, but that was a different world and a different time and, and meanings are different and like we can't make the same meaning out of that in today's like in the way that we understand it for those people in the past. Right, right. right. It, that kind of feels like what they're doing here where it's like, I don't know, like he's an alien. They don't even have gender, like as yeah. far as we would read it. So him like having come to this universe, fully immersed himself in like musical culture and like dapper suits and all of the queer coded things that we interpret, but still it leaves room for the like, well, I don't know. We don't really know what his life was like. But then when he has these moments of like, I was so different. I heard a music ah, metaphor. I heard a music that nobody else could hear. It like, it pulls it together for me. So I'm, I'm, it makes my heart sing, if you will. Nick, thank you for properly wording why we all liked it (laughs) in a smart way. (laughs) Um, Yes. Co-signing everything Nick just said. Plus Um, horses. Plus horses. Plus horses. God Sorry, damn Hammy. Horses are part of the queer coding for me. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Hammy. Eat shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, aren't you so... Hammy, it's been so long since you've recorded. Aren't you so happy to be back? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I feel great. This is a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, the spell needs a recharge. Is that what it is? I forget what the conceit is with that. It's cold. Once... Angel says it's the batteries. He's like, the battery needs, needs to recharge. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. Uh, and then it turns out that, yeah, if you use the portal once, then you've used up all the energy that the portal can use. So you need to go find a different one. They were talking right. in circles for this explanation. I, maybe it's my baby brain, but like it, I, I was sure. I said, okay, just read from the book. <laughs> Tell me when we need to go. And let's, exactly we know we're going to get there. We know we're going to get there. Enough with the explanation. Yeah, I because I really like wasn't sure. I was like, mm, I know there's an explanation here, but I'm not positive. I just remembered the car, so I was like waiting on them to get to the like their little back yes. to the future moment in the car. Yes. Um. So what is it like? They oh they're they're at the hotel. Enter Gun. Um. And we learn that it's weird that we get this like in the episode prior. We saw one of his crew members that we saw in um thin deadline die like die and it's like a weird mini arc that does nothing because he's like oh i can't go one of my crew died you know 
I got to stay here for them. They're my family. But then he does go and we don't really like. Yeah, I, I've seen this episode before, but I didn't really remember it. So when I was watching it, I I thought it was really empowering that Gunn was like, no, I'm not going. And then yeah. in my notes, I like I was taking notes while watching it. I wrote, I really hope Gunn doesn't end up going. <laughs> and then when he showed up, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, right. It's why weird. do we have that scene then? Yeah, that's. Have him be like, my friend died. It sucks. And I know how important friendship is. So let's go find Cordelia. Don't have him be like, my friend died. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. And then just show up and be like, where are we going, guys? <laughs> yeah, be like, JK. <laughs> well, they do this thing that I find super annoying in, in the opposite of uh, all of Lorne's storylines making my heart sing. Every time they mention that, hey, guys, you know the gun... Gun's in a gang. He's in a gang, you guys. Yeah. He's really black. He's in a gang. His name is Gun. I want to uh, just delete the episode from existence. Um, so I this is the signaling of the countdown that like once we know we get Fred, then Gun like you don't at a certain point you just stop hearing about Gun being in a gang. Yes. And I cannot wait for that point because it's so It's offensive. been the entirety of season two. Like yeah. every time he enters screen, it's like somebody's off 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 stage letting us know the gun is has just come from a gang meeting. <laughs> gang meeting. <laughs> <laughs> the head coffee. Nick, you know, that's like that bothers I think that's why gun never fully landed for me because it's so like have it's like like we get it. We get what you're yes, we know. And like it's done poorly and then it's just dropped. <laughs> And and like as it, the references to it get fewer and fewer, it just starts to feel like even more of a crutch than it all character crutch than it already was. Yes. It's like he's introduced as an archetype, and it's not great. And then they kind of forget it. And then the only other times they bring it back up is when it's convenient for the plot to remind you that he's like a hardened thug. So yeah, oh. yeah, I. That's yeah. That's like you kind of just summed up my issues with guns. It's not that I don't like him. I just feel like. They never know what to do with him. And then they would just like, like you said, they just drop the like gang shit. And it's like, but that's where he came from. But also it is offensive. And like, I don't know. There, There's a, this universe has such good storytelling that there's absolutely a better way they could have been like, yes, this man, you know, grew up poor or whatever. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look how rough Sunnydale was. Cordelia basically was in a gang. They don't talk about that. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so, right, it is weird that he's like, I can't do this, and then does. Because we do get that one episode next season at the start where, like, the gang comes to Caritas, and they're, like, pissed at him. Then we never get it again. Um, and the fact that there's no reoccurring characters. There's a character that they made up for the previous, like, two episodes, and then he's in the last one, and then he's in one next season. But, like, when we meet Gunn, none of those characters come back. He rarely ever mentions his fucking sister who died. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but I also kind of, like you said, Hammy, I don't dislike him saying, I can't go, I have responsibilities. Because, like, part of me is, like, I kind of get why Gunn and Lauren both don't want to go. Also, I get why Angel would be pissed, because it's like, how the fuck are we going to get her back if we're all not? Helping, yes, right? but mm -hmm. like also maybe have a little bit more conversation about that. We could like skim some of the um of the time off of like figuring out this damn book and the portal and all of that, and maybe have a little yeah. bit more conversations where 
Lauren explains a little bit more that he don't want to go back because I read that and I'm like, of course he doesn't want to go back. This was just like a place of trauma for him. And this was, right. he escaped to that place and now y'all are like forcing him to go back. It's not like he came to this. I guess he technically does come to the conclusion or come to the decision on his own um, when he decides to go, but he didn't want to, he was pushed into it. Right. Yeah. Right. I do love though that, um, even though he's got this weird I'm in, I'm out because I'm a tough guy in a gang, um, that he is the one that Angel leaves a voicemail for. Yes. That like that to me, it doesn't justify it, but it, it makes sense as to why he eventually gets pulled into the Angel Scoobies and becomes like, you know, he's a he's the next best person that he trusts yeah. that Angel trusts. I was scared yes. of his cape for a second. I was like, who the hell is he <laughs> talking to you? <laughs> I forgot that he did this, and I was like, "Is he calling Cordelia?" <laughs> like, just like, I he was like, like randomly talking to himself in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but I do think you're right, Nick. That's a really good point. Like, Gun really is kind of like the one he trusts the most uh, outside of Wesley. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, honestly, after a certain point with Wesley too. Right. Yes, I was going to say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> soon he gets above Wesley, um, and it's like Gun and Cordy are like kind of his like the ones he like would entrust Oof, i have so many thoughts about what happens with gunny <laughs> fred that's about yeah. to happen but that's another episode <laughs> <sighs> yes um so lauren does say he will find them their hot spot that he does say that because he said he's not going to help but he'll find them their his, the hot spot and then we get, you know, more of Cordelia being sold. They say she's a little skinny for a cow. They put the collar on her. Um, she almost does the, I want, like you said, Hammy, the, I want to speak to your manager. And she's like, I am an American. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have rights. <laughs> it's like, oof. <laughs> and then we see Fred watching from afar. Ooh. Um <laughs> And I just want to point out, then we cut back to LA and Lauren's like the psychic friend he goes to. Do we all did, did anyone recognize I really, I that? have a lot of notes on this. Can we, I, we need to pause to talk about this. We, need we to will, but settle first. here for a little bit. So she played Aura <laughs> in the Buffy pilot. Yeah. Like she's in the pilot. She's in the Hillmouth. Welcome to the Hillmouth. Yeah. 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 Um, but also I really like this character and I think they do a good job with her and Lauren. And I wish she could have been like a reoccurring. I looked it like, up. This is the only thing that she's yep. in. And this character, like just her look, the fact that she works at this like psychic office and she's kind of like a, like a psych. Is, is it a psychic office or is it a regular office? And she's just a psychic. It's a psychic. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I thought it was like, maybe like they, a cheesy psychic, but she actually is psychic. Right. Okay. Like, that's that what, yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. What a like well-built character in five minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. No, exactly. I had the same thought. I'm like, if what they could do, and like their their rapport is so easy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if they could do this, it makes me forgive all of the other like weird character development uh, <laughs> quirks and in, in some other folks. But but like what they did with one scene is like, wait, did I miss an episode where she was already in it? Because it yeah. just seemed like she felt so... established already, didn't she? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah. The first time I like recently watched this, I was like, wait a minute. Who is this guy? Because, like, it also makes sense that Lorne, his character, like, you know, in season five, when we see him and Harmony getting along really well, like, he is the gay guy that can get along with, like, the cool girls, the, like, alternative girls, the, like, 
I just feel like him and his like girlies, like this is a woman he's going to brunch with. This is a woman that he's like hanging out with after hours at Caritas when like Angel's not being mopey. And it felt like a genuine, like, oh, these are two people who like are friends and have been friends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing too, kind of going back to they're like Lauren is definitely a queer character. It's glass closet. They're not trying to hide anything. Um, the conversation between the two of them is exactly how you call in a friend, like call in in the sense of like, honey, we need to talk. Like real <laughs> yeah. talk. You're not doing the thing that you need to be doing, and I'm going to hold you accountable for doing that thing. Because she, to- he's like, I'm just here to get the information, and she's like, Yeah, but you have to go. This is like, and and just the way that she. Yeah, just the way that she like lovingly speaks to him as a friend who's like gonna give him the hard truth was really uh even though one of those people is an alien and the other people is a psychic, I was like, Oh, this feels like my friendships. I was gonna say, Nick, is that me and you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one of us is born and which one of us is the psychic? I think we're both both at certain mm-hmm. points. Who's the horse? <laughs> she i don't know it's it's uh, it's disappointing when i did look it up and see that she hasn't been in anything else even the name aggie it's like it's kind of a cool name yeah um, yeah i agree you just don't hear it you don't hear it all that much in in shows and movies and stuff like that and and i don't know her hair was wonderful I'm gay. I yeah. look at the hair and the hair was great <laughs> fantastic this is so disappointing because uh I was really excited for you guys to tell me who this was and what I had missed <laughs> and like who this, cause I, I loved her just as much as you guys did. And I was like, Oh, this girl's amazing. Like there's a spinoff somewhere that we just never saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really was like, Oh, th- th- I'll get schooled. And they'll be like, Oh, you don't remember Aggie. She's from blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, Ooh, let me go watch those episodes. <laughs> she deserves that oh my god yes <laughs> just retcon and be like it was so good to see her back again <laughs> so long since we saw her in buffy pilot <laughs> uh, but yeah she she's just so incredible the scene is so good i don't know like if i feel like who the actor who plays lorne just puts everyone at ease or something because they genuinely seem like they were best friends Yes. Yeah. And like yes. kudos to the, her as well. You know, I'm sure she's an incredible actor as well, but like them together was just so flawless. Yeah. She's yeah. Persia White. She does a lot of TV acting. She has a lot of TV credits, but she, um, she was just like so effortlessly natural in this as if she truly like, again, had been established already and had been sort of this recurring character in the show. And I don't know. I don't know. Somebody dropped the ball on this. I would be really curious to know if there were ever conversations about bringing her back, though. I was going to say, I wonder, because I feel like Angel went through this a lot, where there's, like, characters where you see in, like, two episodes or three episodes and then never again. Like, uh, what's the nerd, the rich nerd guy, David Nesbitt? (laughs) The woman that Wesley dates this season, like... I feel like they try to throw a lot of stuff at the wall to see like who might be reoccurring. Um, and I, yeah, Zach, I wonder if they were like, Ooh, let's see. And then they just like kind of dropped. That well, and she's one like, of the few characters introduced that isn't introduced as, you know, a sort of damsel, you know, she has right, like a yes. job mm-hmm. and she's a psychic. Mm-hmm. She's got a psychic hotline. That's cool. <laughs> They're just like, we already have one black character. We don't know what to do with. We can't have another. <laughs> that probably was the discussion. <laughs> God, probably. Ugh. But yeah, no, I I love this. I love I love her saying she's only going to give the information if he will go too because he needs to go. Yeah, I just I you know Zach, I feel like you and I talk about this a lot with these shows. Like I appreciate a moment when it's like, yeah, there's this big green horn demon, but like 
they're just sitting talking. Yes. I love like, a I talking like scene. Shit. It's a good, like, solid yeah. five minutes. And she, it doesn't, I, I was a little less annoyed with her and, and pushing him to go because she's psychic. And so I assume that she has right. seen, seen the thing that he needs to do and go and face and all of that. And like, you know, yeah, like you said, we have to take it on faith because she also talks about his aura and how the colors are all fucking messed up. So it's like she knows whatever thing she needs to know that he should be going kind of in the same way Lauren does with other people when they come into Karatas, which I mm-hmm. think um, like Lauren I love that role Lauren. reversal. Right? Yeah. Like he's so used to dispensing uh, the advice that you have to take. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to him showing up in like big glasses and a baseball hat, <laughs> but the same loud suit that he'd normally wear. <laughs> And she doesn't she say, like, are you hiding from the mob? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I love that. And I like when he says something like after she like talks about his aura and he's like, is that what I sound like? No wonder people complain. (laughs) 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 Um, Then we cut to Wes and Angel. And like you said, Zach, there's a lot of like, "Eh, they're just kind of like looking at their books. And speaking of reoccurring characters, enter Gavin Park a new Wolfram and Hart lawyer that we will see moving forward. And I really wonder if they were like, did they hire him because he was going to be reoccurring and then put him in this one episode so we would know him later? Or was that another where they were like, well, he's good. Let's keep him around. Right. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So he was a main character on Lost as well. Mm-hmm. Daniel Day Kim. And so I wonder if he was like up and coming at the time or because I think for a while he was on both shows. Like, did, I think they both cross years at some point no maybe not i don't fucking know nick, nick yeah, i think loss uh loss was, uh what no loss wouldn't be on for another few years oh yep yep i'm yep. just remembering where i was when i was watching angel versus where it was when i was watching lost wait loss started in 2004 yeah angel would have been like 2002 right yeah yeah all right fair enough um so yeah we get this weird introduction of gavin park and like I don't, it's very weird, right? Because it's nothing. It's like, no, oh, we want to see the building. No, you're not going to let us? Okay, we'll leave. Bye. <laughs> I, right? I don't know. It's, and then he's gone. And, and it just kind of like moves on with that and we skip the beat. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. Mm-hmm. In my brain for a second, I was like, oh, we're setting up season five. And then I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> So yeah, he leaves. Um, cut back to... Pylea, Cordy is like shoveling crap in a barn. Hard labor, and, man. And she I don't know. even get her jumpsuit. She's in a sack now. <laughs> it's a potato sack. <laughs> this is where Fred shows up, right? Right, right, mm-hmm. yes. Fred is not one of this lady's cows, right? She's just like a loose cow on the run, kind of, because she I, disabled yeah. her own. Okay. Yeah, she like escaped. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how thick her accent was at the start. They kind of like oh tell me. I didn't remember it being like that. I was going to ask you, is it? It's not like that throughout the rest of the show, is it? No. Uh-uh. I think they tone it down immediately, even next season, right? Because she's like, she's like, you got to behave. Just act like a <laughs> shivlin. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Zach. No, it's, 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 I, I tried putting on an accent. It was probably the same one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of this thing that they do. Uh, particularly with Fred's character, and they—I mean, honestly—they also do it with Gun too, right? Because when he shows up, he's like, "Yo, I'm from the streets." Cross his arms, um, and, and she <laughs> left the suds in the bucket and the clothes hanging out on the line, and she wants you to know it. 
Yeah, like she is just one monologue away from a Tennessee Williams play at all times. Uh, but it just like it annoys me because it's the precursor to a lot of her like damsel and distressing that I can't hack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the accent goes away real fast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, because um, right, it's like she, it's like eventually, it's like just a like twang, and then it's like a nothing, and then there's no no accent, and, and then she sounds like she's from Jersey, and. <laughs> I mean, you know, they. No. Where's she supposed to be from? She's supposed to be from. Let me see. She's supposed to be from the South. I know somewhere like South or Midwest. Texas, San Antonio, Texas. So that's probably all Amy had to work off of. Your name is Winifred. You're from Texas. Go. And so she's like, sure. Okay. (laughs) Me. I'm like, what does that sound like? I don't know what those accents sound like. Does it sound like Zach? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I do like them. I like this little like conversation. I do see your complaint though, Nick, about Fred being the damsel in distress. Cause she does, but I like that she's smart here. And she's the one that's like broken out of the collar. She tells Cordy not to, you know, keep shoveling. Otherwise they'll zap her head off. Um, and then the pilot, because she doesn't find out that this is Fred, right? Like this is the woman that she had a vision about. No, no I don't she think she's see seen her. her. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But then the, Pylea people. Oh, right, because she doesn't even see her when the Pylea guards. Her back her is away, like facing her. Yeah, yeah, they put her like face down, which again, I hate seeing Cordy pushed into like fucking gross barn shit. Just you wait, in <laughs> Till we push you into gross barn shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a threat. <laughs> no, 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 no. For the redemption. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the yes, horse's yes. redemption. It's going to be some <laughs> horse shit. Some heavy Zach, we horse are not friends. <laughs> uh, got back to LA. They're in the car outside of Paramount Studios. Did I read this correctly? Do we not actually see the Paramount sign? I think I read that they weren't allowed to. It's like it. blocked. Because yeah. I was looking at and it. And I think they, yeah, they say, I think they make up something or they... They say something that, like it's very obvious what it is, but they're like the movie studio. This is where oh, they make yeah. the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They probably just weren't allowed to like specifically say Paramount. Probably. I definitely had a, a moment in my mind where I was like, okay, what network was this on at the time? Was this on the UPN? Is the UPN a part of Paramount? I don't know. They're probably behind WB. the scenes. Would yeah, have been on WB. WB. Yeah, but right. Yeah, I have because like there's always that weird thing where it's like. Oh, Buffy and Angel run WB, but they were owned by Fox. There's like, yeah. I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, the show's owned by eight different companies. Sure. But I do like this. I like the setup for this. I like that it's a car. I like, you know, one of you mentioned it before, the Back to the Future moment. I like the con- the like contemporary urban shit that we're bringing to this high fantasy plot where it's like, oh, a movie studio. Oh, this like cool fucking convertible. Um, I like all of that. I like that. I do like that Gunn joins them eventually and that Lauren is like, great, I can stay. You guys go. You have enough people. So then they drive through the portal and what falls out of the car, Zach? The book. Oh, no. We needed that book. We needed that book. Mm -hmm. I do like that they, I don't know, I like the way it explicitly shows us. So when they're talking about the book. But why did it fall out? Does uh, does it show that why it falls out? Because like, did Wesley just throw it into the air or (laughs) was it not allowed to go through? I'm confused because they make a big stink about it later and partially it's like, uh, you know, because Wesley had the whole theory about how anything within the four walls of the metal container of the car would would go with them. 
Yeah. And it was in their lap until it wasn't. It kind of felt like maybe like a Thelma and Louise moment where they're just like, woo, and they toss a book out. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of them like forgetting how serious it is for one moment and being like, wee, and like throwing their hands up. Leslie's like, fuck the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is like a weird specific plot point that like also, it's like a another specific plot point that also doesn't matter, right? Yeah, but they spend a lot of time talking about it. Do, yeah. They come through the portal and the sun is out. Um, and Zach hates it because Angel gets very excited and smiley. He's just not, David Boreanaz is not good at certain things. And this is one of those things that he's not good at. Like acting cheery and smiley and, you know, doing a little giggle when Wesley's like poking at him. And he's like, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I love that you hate it so much. I love, I, I get a kick out of it. I don't know. Uh, Hammy, what'd you think? Oh yeah. Team Zach. That is, it's cringe. It's cringe. It's like peak cringe. (laughs) Nick. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's a little like dad, stop being embarrassing. That's exactly, that's exactly the vibe. All right. I can see that. I'm glad you love it, Ian. Fantastic. Wonderful. I mean, I didn't love it. I just, I I get a kick out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I just appreciate when he's not, like being super self-serious. But I know I complained about the setting. I do like, I don't know. I like the like car being in this spot that it's not supposed to be. I like that it was like, their like means of travel to a different dimension. I don't know. I like the idea. Like when Lauren is like, we have to cover up the car because like it will stick out. They do not have cars here. I don't know. I like that aspect of the fantasy of bringing in the like modern day shit. Well, and I I was thinking about the car because when, uh, they first mentioned covering up the car. Angel goes to get this one like single little tree branch. Yes. I'm like, I thought they covered it up more than that in my memory. Is that all they're gonna, is this all they're gonna use? And then no, but they do. They like push the car in, they gather some some brush and get it covered up, right? And then they're supposed to get are they were they supposed to have different clothes before this or after this? Where are they going to get different clothes? Because they look like cows. Because I thought they talked about disguises. I, Maybe not. Maybe I'm making No, they up. did. You're right. And I'm like, no, oh, they don't really. Because Lauren even says at the top of the episode, you can't go into Pylea looking like that. That's, that's right. Angel says, okay. like what? And he's like, like humans. But then they do go into Pylea So they just don't listen. Like okay. So they're just doing, this is such an important mission, but we're doing fuck all for it. <laughs> Me and you on an important <laughs> mission. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then they um what? Then they go to he- they go to head to Lauren's family's house, right? And I like that it's just he goes in and then he's immediately chased out. And they're just like running. They're chasing him out get- yelling traitor, but we all know what he's they're really yelling. <laughs> faggot. <laughs> There's not a plenty of word for faggot, so yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I just saw a tweet the other day. I can't believe I'm even gonna reference this, but you know how like the Puritan, like I heard someone saying that, like even if you're gay and you use gay slurs, you're like propagating uh, homophobia and like encouraging. And I was like, but I use it on my podcast all the I time. Know. Okay, <laughs> then sure. Next, <laughs> Zach's like you're right. I do. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> my straight, my straight best friend Kevin, that Nick knows, always is like Ian. You might be the most homophobic person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You're very homophobic. Ian We'd be going to happy hour with like, all like gay Twitter people, and he'd be like, "Oh, I hate these gays." He'd be like, "Yeah, you say that all the time." <laughs> <laughs> then they what? Oh, then oh, we get the also the like courty plot of it, right? 
Yeah, she's a seer and she's cursed. Something bad's gonna happen to her. I do like the woman yelling, "My cow is cursed." That's a pretty great <laughs> moment in <and> itself. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask, what do we think about this? Because it, this does. One of you mentioned this earlier that it does feel very charmed. This all feels so charmed to me, and I don't mean that. Parentheses derogatory. I don't mean it. No, like, it's not in a good way. It's like one of the yeah. one of the lesser charmed episodes. Yes. And it's funny because even, well, not funny, haha, but um, but like literally the like props I'm using for the photos for this are from Charmed, like the Charmed set that they released. (laughs) So, because like when they go to that other world or whatever, when they're in like their own Pylea. I've mm. never watched Charmed. I have no idea what you're talking about. Zach, you've about. watched it, haven't you? I love the way you said Charmed, Hammy. I just heard a little bit of an accent. <laughs> charmed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. It's it's Charmed had a lot more of the Dungeons and Dragons of it all. It, it they yes. did they did a lot of like traveling to a castle and to a, a fair maiden and you know a descendant, Melissa and or Melinda and. All of that good stuff, and that's just that's this episode, I guess. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So, I also have a question for the class. I guess more specifically, Nick, who probably will be the one to answer it. <laughs> you teach. Uh, do we find out what it is when the the main dude pulls out that like sharp object and is like, "We're gonna find out if you're cursed," and she's screaming? Do we find out what the fuck he does? No, which makes the final scene super confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm like, how do we get from that terrifying moment to a different moment? I have no idea. Okay. Um, yeah. And we also see her later, and she's like on the ground, fetal position. Yeah, because in my brain, I was like, oh, whatever thingy he has is to make her queen. But then it was not that thing. No, that, that was, was a fire a- poker is what it looked like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they do not, and maybe I miss this even on the rewatch. Well, you know what? I think that I think they explain what happens in the next, not this episode, next episode. It is super confusing how we got from that moment to that last moment because they don't ever explain. They're like, "Oh, fiery bad things." Yeah. So I don't know. I'm confused. All right. Fair enough. At least it's not just me being. Smooth <laughs> Maybe they were trying to like in like instigate a or like bring out a, a vision. vision. Yeah. Mm, I can mm. see that. You know what? We'll go with that. That's what they're trying to do. So the gang gets chased into the town square that we've seen five times because they have two sets here. <laughs> and everyone recognizes Lorne, which is bad. The like main dude is like, you left us, blah, blah, blah. And you came back with these cows. They go to fight. They get captured. They're, I, I don't have in my notes. I kind of rushed at the end here. I don't know how we get from like town square capture to like jail. Or is it just like they purge them out of there? We don't see it. It just like cuts. Okay. Yeah. So then we get, you know, Gunn, Wesley, and Angel are in jail. Lorne has been taken elsewhere. And then they like kind of release them from prison, right? Well, they're bringing them to... Do they say who it is that they're bringing them to? (laughs) I don't remember. Okay. The fact that it seems kind of quiet means that like maybe I wasn't the only one who... I feel like I missed... A bunch of plot points. But I now just I'm watched to think, this too, and I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, over the rainbow. What is? <laughs> Who is, is Cordelia? <laughs> uh, so I guess they, in the uh, tradition of like fairy tales, they just ma- waved a magic wand and they said, "Okay, plot fixed." Yeah, 
which like also fine. I don't really care. So yes, they they are being taken to whoever is the like ruler of this world, town, whatever. I will say I love the build up here. Like this episode's pretty fucking boring for me, but it does like lead to a very good like end punch. Mm-hmm. And I love the swelling of the music because it feels very and maybe this is because early, you know how Fuse TV is playing Buffy like 24-7. Um, so I'm always watching Buffy when I'm like in the kitchen. And they were playing Hush earlier. And the music that plays when they're being brought to see Cordelia reminded me of the music that plays when Riley and Buffy are both being attacked in the clock tower. And like he goes to smash the wrong thing to defeat the gentleman. The music kind of sounded like that. Hmm. I know that's very specific. You fucking nerd. I know. <laughs> Watch well, it not even be the right one too, and you just like spend a minute explaining yourself on that. <laughs> How often does that happen? Please, on either podcast. That oh no, I trust your Buffy Angel knowledge. It probably was the same music. <laughs> um, I this 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 whole thing is very very charmed. It's like charmed was was they did a lot of dressing our main characters in fantasy costumes from episode to episode and you know we enter and we see cordelia in her what is she what is she is she a supreme leader is she what do they have her as because they're not calling her cow anymore are they right princess is she princess Hmm. i can't remember if it's princess or queen or they just like because she says in the next episode they made me ruler but that's not like Uh. hmm Anyway, she's all dressed up. They gave her a fancy new outfit. <laughs> they don't have a title for her, but they have a re- like a reflective <laughs> bikini for her on there. They had it ready. They had it sure. ready. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, I don't know what your title is, but this reflective bikini is gonna look great. <laughs> it's a fine line. It's a fine line between like a sexist straight man and a gay man who's like, "Work, honey. Like, you're gonna look great in this." <laughs> <laughs> I am that gay man because I think she looks great. <laughs> that is me. I am that one. It does yeah. look very good. It's great. Honestly, I'm just I'm surprised after uh, what three seasons of Buffy and two seasons of Angel that it took them this long to get Cordelia Chase into a reflect like a metallic bikini. This is her Princess Leia <laughs> outfit. Yeah, <laughs> she's been giving uh, slave Leia vibes again since Buffy ep- season one, episode one. <laughs> But what do we think of this reveal? Do we like it? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I fucking, I do love it. Unquestionably. Okay. Hemi, give me your, Hemi, wait, had you, you had watched all of this before, right? Yes, yeah. So I, I, this was something I remembered was going to happen, but it was still just as good. Like the, the like tableau of them all just staring at her and she's yes. just like, hi guys. Like, that's it. That's it. It's so good. It's, it's, so, it's good. so good. I feel like it's like, very like perfect charming cordelia moment right and the way she's like the like shitting grin on her face and she's just like kicking her leg sitting there looking great just like it feels good especially after watching her get like roughed up so much during this episode and just the fact that she got so roughed up this entire episode and now she's like living her best life in four 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 minutes have passed <laughs> since she was pushed to the ground and stabbed with a needle. And she's like, it's fine. They gave me a sparkly bikini. She's got like a charcuterie board just off to the side for herself. Yeah. <laughs> the way I would have been like, yes, I will be your ruler. And I'm going to remind all of you what you did every other hour. <laughs> Remember when you called me a cow? I'm going to put you in jail for right now because I'm pissed at you. <laughs> Princess cow now. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I what's weird is I don't remember a lot from like watching Angel Live aside from season the end of season three on, but I like I remember watching this with my mom. Like I specifically remember I had no context because I didn't watch the whole episode. And I think I like sat with my mom for the last half of the episode and I had no clue what was going on, but I fucking loved. I was like, oh yeah, of course. Why wouldn't Cordelia be a queen of whatever? I think, I, think I remember this one too. I think this is one of those that came on in the morning, like on TNT before school. Mm. Yeah, it's I feel like even though we're like ragging on the episode, this ending is very memorable. And I feel like it is like an iconic angel moment right yeah and it it reminds me of i can't think of exactly which episodes but there are a few well more than a few buffy episodes where after all of the drama and the hubbub and the back and forth you just get like a simple like the last line Mm -hmm. a simple beat Mm -hmm. and then roll credits and like i love i don't know i just i'm always tickled when that happens because it's just same it's just so funny it's like there's something to say it's their girl arg moment yeah i'm like very charmed by it I, again, I don't love this art so much, but I love this. I just love this beat. I love seeing, being able to see, like, it reminds me of in Buffy when, like, in Helpless, she's getting beaten down, and then she fucking, the guy drinks the holy water, and she's like, I would be punning right now if I were full power. Like, I love seeing a beloved character kind of get, like, crapped on and then have their empowering, I don't give a fuck moment as, like, a comeuppance. I don't know. I just... That's very, feels very good for me. It's very pleasing. So yeah, this is a moment I think about a lot with Angel. Uh, yeah, I guess we're at the end of the episode now. Um, <laughs> Crazy how that happens. Yeah. I, I My brain has been like brain dead co-hosting lately. Um, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite outfit. Nick? Burlap sack. <laughs> no, no, that's the answer. That's your answer. It's set in stone now. <laughs> No, um, uh, it, it's obviously the metallic bikini because every time I have ever Googled an outfit uh, of Cordelia, I also am like, I wonder what her star sign is. And I always assume she's a Leo because she's so showy, but this is the moment where she gets to shine and I'm here for it. So metallic you know, bikini all the way. The Leo makes sense. Like that, I don't know star signs as well as some people, but Leo makes sense for her. <laughs> she's not. Oh, she's not. It. I was saying my mom fucking loved Cordelia and my mom was very much a Leo. Um, <laughs> Same. I recently, um, I don't know if it was Epiphany or Reprise, Gabe Gonzalez was on and I said how Charisma is Hispanic. I think I might have incorrectly said she was Latina, but she is Hispanic. And Gabe Gonzalez is like, well, that makes sense. She's showing up late to get money. She's more interested in wearing her hoops than she is about fighting as a demon. She will tell you about yourself. I think I'm related to this woman. (laughs) 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 Okay, favorite outfit, Hammy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go different so that we can leave something for Zach. Uh, I would say (laughs) due to past trauma of being bullied by. Uh, men I found attractive in high school, Lorne in a baseball hat. <laughs> it's so specific. Sure. Um, that is so specific. Um, I love a man in a baseball hat. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> God. Um, Zach? Yes, I'm wearing a baseball hat. <laughs> my, my, everyday, my everyday outfit. Um, obviously, her denim outfit from the beginning. Of course. Mm, mm. That's the correct answer, to be fair. Yes, thank you for leaving it open for me. I appreciate You're that. Very welcome. Sure. 
All right, all right. Don't make me jealous of two of you. I mean, I didn't know whose burlap sack I was going to say if if Hammy would have taken that jumpsuit, either Fred's or Cornelius. I, listen, I tell y'all all the time. We're allowed to have the same. I have the same answer as people all the time. So what? Who cares? That's lazy. If it's right, it's right. Yeah, you know, and you know who is right here is Nick because that fucking bikini looks fantastic. You would say the bikini over the jumpsuit? Really? I thought you were going to agree with the jumpsuit. Oh, that's interesting. I do love the jumpsuit. I do. And I almost want to pick it just because I'm probably going to pick the metallic bikini next episode. So maybe I will go with it. I do like the jumpsuit. I think the jumpsuit is also one of her more iconic looks. If not for anything else, then she actually wears it for two episodes and we don't often get to see them wear the same I feel like this is, this is an episode that includes two outfits that she – actually three because I would include the, the burlap sack with it. Three episodes that are usually uh, – or three looks that are usually included in like a fan cam for Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I thought you were going to say that are iconic, and I was like, the potato sack is not iconic. But I usually yes, see the I, potato sack like look in any sort yeah. of fan cam they do about her, though. No, I think you're right. I think I usually do, too. Um, now I'm like, did I include it in mine? I don't think I did. Um, did one fan cam once and never again because it took too long. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite scene, Hammy? Uh, oh, um. I'm not going to let anyone have it, so uh, I'll say when Lauren goes to visit the psychic. All right, all right. Uh, Zach? When Lauren goes to visit the psychic as well. Yes, <laughs> that was that was just like it felt like a set, like a little piece of a separate episode that was longer. Yeah. And could have been longer. It should have been longer. It should have been like, I don't know, almost like a backdoor pilot for something else. The Lauren show, I would have watched that. Nick? Uh, it's a sweep. My favorite scene is the psychic mm. and Lorne. So not a full sweep because I, Cause I, you I have to be different. You gotta be different. Boo. After giving us a speech about and how everyone really like the other the same thing. Listen, I thought we were all gonna have the same fucking scene, but I guess I'm the only one who loves that reveal at the <laughs> end. Because I was dragging through this episode, but this was the only scene we really got lively for. I like when they went to the car. <laughs> it was a really cool car. I, listen, I I feel like her reveal of being made ruler is not a bad. Uh, you yes, know what? Yes, okay, yes, that's fine. Okay, that's thank fair. you. <laughs> that's what I thought we were all gonna pick. Um, because yes, that scene would be my second favorite because like it also shows us that Lorne is interesting enough to get like his own point of view scenes and we hadn't I think this is maybe the first like Lorne exclusive scene that isn't like angel entering or needed for like he's just like doing research seeing a bad guy like this is like him and a friend sitting and talking Mm -hmm. um and I know we get more like Lorne becomes more of a main character moving forward but I feel like this is maybe the first time we get that and we see like, oh, this character is dynamic. Oh, this character like can kind of stand on his own. I felt that way. I felt that way. Like watching Lauren in this episode was so nice because he just wasn't goofy the entire time. Yes. He really could act. Uh, yeah. And it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. What grade do we give this episode, Zach? Oof. That's bad. I see. I'm not good at the gradings anyway. So don't everybody take this with like a grain of salt. I'm going to say like a C. Okay. Um. Mm. But yeah, it doesn't, my ratings never mean anything because I just throw a number out there or a letter. Ah, the number C. <laughs> <laughs> corrected it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you can always ask, you can ask Ian what it's like to grade on the curve. Ian, Ian would pass me, I know it. Yeah, of course I would. 
Uh, Nick, what grade do you give it? Uh, I'm also bad at grading, um, but I'm going to say B minus because I think only two things actually happened in this episode. Fair. Um, I think, Hammy, wait, wait, Hammy, what grade do you give? Uh, I'm good at grading and it's a C. And if you okay. disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I actually looked it up on IMDb <laughs> and it has like a really high score. So I'm not sure what I missed, but Does people it? seem to have liked I it. I wouldn't have yeah. so. People love these episodes. Like people mm-hmm. really love this string of episodes. That's why I was like kind of looking forward to covering them for the podcast. Cause this and the Jasmine arc are the mm. arc. Like, of arcs. Like, there are worst episodes. There is she. Everyone take a shot. I mentioned how I hate she. That is the worst episode. But, like, this arc and the Jasmine arc are arcs I do not like. But I'm curious how I'm going to feel. So I'm, like, excited to go through them for the podcast. Um, But this arc is definitely, like, generally loved. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. uh, I give it a C+. And it only gets the plus because of the Cordelia scene and the Lorne scene. You know, um, I thought you would have liked this episode a lot more than you did. I'm surprised. Oh, really? That. Yeah. I thought these were like, because you've, you've talked to me about these episodes all damn year. So, hmm. Because I thought, you, I thought you might like them. No. So who do we think likes them? Nobody, I guess. Except the <laughs> critics back in 2001. I like them. I was saying, Nick, <laughs> but I'm not, Nick said earlier. <laughs> I'm not curious. Nick likes them. Um. Yeah, I don't. the The arc that I love is the Darla Drusilla arc, but mm. even that ends too soon. I mean, we're not grading the arc. If grading the the other episodes, the for me, much higher grades, but we'll get there. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I I think I agree with that too. I think this is probably the worst of them all. The mo- okay, that's fair. That's fair too. Um, Zach, I like that you would. Zach's normally. Um, very good at predicting what I like and don't like. Like, usually he'll have it down to a T. Like, so much so that I'll get annoyed because I'm like, ooh, he'll be caught off guard with how I think about this thing, and then he'll tell well, me how I think about it. We've been a little out of sync lately, so we just True, need to, yeah, we need to yeah. sink, uh, sink our cycles back <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for doing this. It was nice to be back to Angel. Hammy, it was nice to record. It's been the entirety uh, of the strike. <laughs> I know. It's so nice to be back. I can't wait to watch more of these bad episodes and talk about them. <laughs> I feel like I was punished by giving being given this episode. You're like, all right, you little bitch. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're welcome, baby boy. <laughs> yeah. The last episode we did together, I got to see... Uh, Angel and Drusilla, or Angel and, uh, oh fuck, what's her name? In bathing suits, just lying Darla. in the moonlight. Yeah, Darla lying in the moonlight. And that was like a religious God. experience. Which Slayers episode? You do. You were on Slayers, right? Which Slayers episode did you do? I think oh, God. the two two of the middle ones. I think it was like five and six, maybe? Hey? Yeah, that sounds that sounds mm. about right. Okay. We did, did we do them back to back? No, we didn't do them the same day, right? We did them. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't know. Um, that was yeah. a clusterfuck of a two weeks. That really was. Um, I forgot to do my Patreon speech at the top. Um, if you like Slayerfest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also support us on Patreon, where uh, we're doing watch-alongs. We are covering Batman the Animated Series, eventually getting to X-Men the Animated Series. We've covered Harley Quinn, Firefly. Zach and I did uh, My Nudie Judy, and Hammy did it with me as well. Um, yeah, and there's a bunch of bonus content. We got watch alarms monthly for the Patreon folks. And any and all support is much appreciated. We're also covering Buffy Season 3 over there, where the shorter versions go up on our main podcast feed a little after, but I've, I think I'm three episodes behind on uploading them. Um, 
if you want the full episodes, the full like hour and a half, they all go on Patreon. And that's been a lot of fun revisiting because I fucking love season three. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at Carlos on all social media platforms. Hammy, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Hammy73 on Instagram or Michael.Ham.Cosplay for all my cosplay work on Instagram. Hammy, you know, today I was very proud of myself. I tweeted the like promo for our recording. I have your fucking handle memorized. Okay. Even though you don't follow Slayerfest. I only follow wow. Peppa the Pig. Thank you very much. There's wow. only one person I follow and it's Peppa. <laughs> I want you all to know, Hammy, like, that was like a, an asterisk when he came on to co-host. It was like, well, like, don't follow anyone on Twitter except for Peppa Pig. <laughs> I will, I will follow you on Instagram. I will follow you on Facebook. Hell, I'm a Patreon subscriber, but I will you not are? follow you on Twitter. Yes, of course I am. Oh, right. You did tell me that. Yep. Still waiting for my invite to do Batman the Animated Series, but that's <clears throat> that's fine. It's not like I, I have a giant Batman tattoo. Listen. <laughs> Ah, God, the Nick, how do, you, how do you handle all these like gay men? <laughs> and so, Nick, where can we find you? Uh, <laughs> yes, Nick. I, I handle it with the grace and a plum of Cordelia sitting on a throne. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, I am behind the scenes at Geeks Out and at FlameCon on all the socials. Ooh. And Zachary, where can everyone find you and your Patreon and a podcast you do with me? Oh, goodness. Um... I'm like drawing a blank. <laughs> Am I on the internet? Um, if you search, if you search, if you search Zach Garcia, you'll find me. If you go to patreon.com slash AZB plus PLUS. Um, that is my Patreon. And then I also have a horror sort of talk show thing that I do with Ian Carlos Crawford here called my bloody Judy. If you search my bloody Judy, it's the same across all platforms and you will find us. Yay. Um, and, uh, we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.